That's right, Jack Black. Let's all look to the future all the way to the year 2000. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I wanted to first say goodbye, Conan. Conan is now going to H- is it HBO Max. So once again, you are going to have to pay for premium streaming service to see Conan. Although TBS wasn't premium, but in some states it is. So, good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast where I talk about film, I talk about music. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's, of course, Apple's uh, digital master, Lossless. Lossless? Yeah. Spatial audio, Dolby audio, but it does eat a lot of your data. I also wanted to acknowledge... Ricky Lee Jones, remember her? Last Chance at Texaco, the book. I'm listening to the audiobook. Very interesting. I I knew early on that she was in a relationship with Tom Waits. In a way, you can kind of see the Tom Waits influence. Although Tom Waits is a little more bluesy, a little more jazzy. And um, yeah, but it's an interesting book. She talks about she loves being in cars more more than being in a house. <laughs> Maybe she would she would have liked the film Nomadland. I'd love to ask her about that. So a lot of films are coming out. I recently saw Luca. Cute, cute. It, it's Disney. It's what is it? It's Disney. It's. Pixar, Rick and Morty is back. Rick and Morty is hilarious, okay? Just hands down hilarious. I wanted to talk about a film that, was it last year celebrated its 35th anniversary? I think we had talked about it. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. You know, John Hughes really captured the 80s. And part of the 90s with Home Alone. (sighs) But there was a film that, you know, when I was growing up, everyone knew about that film. I wasn't even old enough to watch the film until I was a teenager. 
And um, I, I, this film is about outcasts. It's about being an individual. And it has a damn good theme song that we can't play. But don't you forget about me. And when I say that, that song name, you know who, what film I'm talking about. Yes. Where's your lunch? You're wearing it. You're nauseating. What's that? Sushi. Sushi? <laughs> Rice, uh, raw fish, and seaweed. You won't accept a guy's tongue in your mouth and you're gonna eat that? Can I eat? I don't know. Give it a try. While you can't see it, that's Ali Sheedy's lunch ritual in the Breakfast Club. Rogers? No, Mr. Johnson. So, in the Breakfast Club, you have these different personalities. Let's go through the book with them. Like I said, I didn't watch this till I was an actual teenager, because this came out when I was four. In 1985, directed by John Hughes, starring Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy. Released in February of 1985, a year uh, before, well, uh, Ferris Bueller. I almost said Francis Bueller. (laughs) Judd Nelson is John Bender. The criminal. Molly Ringwald is Claire Standish, the princess. Emilio Estevez is Andrew Clark, the athlete. Anthony Michael Hall is Brian Johnson, the brain. Ali Sheedy is Allison Reynolds, the basket case. Paul Gleason is Vice Principal Richard Vernon. John Capilionos as the janitor, Carl Reed. Ron Dean as Mr. Clark. Now, I don't want to butcher, butcher, (laughs) oops, butcher his name. Let's look him up. John Capilosay. John Capilosay, because he is Greek and I have a little bit of Greek in me. Oh my God. First of all, let's talk about, well, the thing that I can't play, which is Don't You Forget About Me. Uh, the song uh, went to number one 
on the Hot 100 in 1980. Don't you? I don't want to get sued for copyright. <laughs> so in The Breakfast Club, you have these different personalities who find their way to detention. I should know I had detention, but when I was a little older, detention, but not on Saturday. I'd always heard horror stories about detention on Saturday. So there are some moments in this film that are pivotal. I I think when uh, Ali Sheedy said it best, her character, Allison, when you grow up, your heart dies. Yeah. Although I don't feel my heart is dead. (laughs) But she's talking about being a teenager because, you know, if you have a good experience in high school, you had bad. I had a bad experience. I had a, a few good friends there and they made it kind of bearable to go. But when it's over, it's over and you party. But the real world itself is very scary. So I can understand from that prospect. Here we go. I don't think the 
kind of friends I'd have with mine. I just want to tell each of you that I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't and I will not. Because I think that's real shitty. Your friends wouldn't mind because they look up to us. You're so conceited. <laughs> You're so conceited. You're so like full of yourself. Why are you like that? I'm not saying that to be conceited. I hate it. I hate having to go along with everything my friends say. Then why do you do it? I don't know. I don't... You don't understand. You don't... You're not friends with the same kind of people that Annie and I are friends with. You know, you just don't understand the pressure that they can put on you. I don't understand what? You think I don't understand pressure, Claire? Well, fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> I am here today. That's powerful, raw, visceral, Anthony Michael Hall right there. So what happens on Monday morning? I don't think we'll ever know. I think we can assume things were different. It's a... First of all, the cast reunited in 2010 at the Academy Awards to pay homage to Mr. John Hughes, who had died in 2009. He died of a heart attack. And so it was beautiful to have all of those, including Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone, who, and Mr. Ferris Bueller himself, uh, Matthew Broderick to appear to pay tribute to John Hughes. The Breakfast Club, first of all, I've experienced the peer pressure. That's a tough thing. I've seen it firsthand in the education field when I was in it, especially working with school age. And that peer pressure, you can see it because uh, when they're disrespectful to me, they all are they're part of a, a group, even though they don't, they will later say to me, oh, I'm sorry, but they wanted me to go along with it. So see how deep that runs, okay? It runs very deep. Peer pressure. I know, it's, it's tough not to succumb to it, and I'm telling you, don't succumb to it. It's, it's that old story when they say, would you drop, jump off a bridge? Come on. Yeah. I think being an individual is tough. And the Breakfast Club, you have those individuals right there. It's a powerful moment. Very powerful moment. And I had watched the tribute to John Hughes. And um, I don't think I can play it because it has music attached to it. So let's let's just continue on this ride of the Breakfast Club. It really it's a powerful film. What I like to do with the podcast is go into reverse. So here's your introduction to the characters.
<laughs> oh my goodness oh youtube i hate your clips um your commercials i mean all right so that's the characters but what i'm looking for is something pivotal which i just mentioned at the beginning this is this is the film of that era Here we go. Quit on you. I don't understand what? You think I don't understand pressure, Claire? Well, fuck you! Fuck you! That's, uh, I don't think I found the clip, or did I? When you grow, oh, is this it? Let's see. No. Oh, we can't play the music. We can't play the music because of copyright, can we? But that's The Breakfast Club for you. Released in 19... 85. I hope they never remake it. You know how Hollywood, they have a problem with that. They have a problem with remaking things. It was so original for its time. Let's see. Oh, 
Oh, screw it. We're just gonna play. We're just gonna play the Oscar tribute. play that because of all the music we can't we can't found it now okay we can't darn it darn it here we go here's the tribute ladies and gentlemen john fryer anthony michael hall judd nelson alan 
created characters that were at once familiar, uh, almost painfully ordinary, but at the same time transcendent and iconic. John gave us all the gift of laughter and understanding. He had a gift for treating young people not as children, but as developing adults. When you get older, your heart dies. Ironic words written by modern-day Peter Pan, a man who refused to get older. John always treated me with dignity, even the tiny nine-year-old version of myself, because that's what he did. He treated people with respect. With us tonight in our audience are members of John's family, his wife Nancy, John III, James, Tracy, and Ruta. So that was the clip I was looking for. That Ali Sheedy, remember what she said? She says, when you grow up, your heart dies. And the, you know, the criminal says, who cares? I care. And that's where they're all having their moment. Yeah. And so that's the Breakfast Club. And... Like I said, I hope they never remake it. Yes, I understand if they want to do something along the lines with more diversity. Because, yeah, if you watch that, in in terms of the diversity, the only one I could say who, you know, you have Emilio Estevez, who is of Hispanic descent. Okay, you, you throw that in there. But there's a little more to it. So if they could take the idea but not call it the Breakfast Club remake. That's, you know, that's what I think about that. So it's the Breakfast Club. It was a successful film. You know, a lot of John Hughes' films did not get award buzz, which is fine. That's like Jason Reitman. You know, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman. You know, Ivan Reitman didn't get nominated for Oscars until he started working with his son, Jason Reitman, who did Juno and did Up in the Air. Really, really great director. Yeah. So Breakfast Club did very, very well. 51.1 million. But like I said, that's not what we talk about. Uh, the media referred to the five main actors as members of the group called the Brat Pack. Yeah, uh, they're not the Rat Pack, but the Brat Pack. The film was digitally remastered and rescreened in 430 theaters in celebration of its 30th anniversary in 2015. The Legacy. The Breakfast Club has been called the quintessential 1980s film. Like I said, I was only four when it came out, so I didn't get to watch it until I was a teenager myself. In 2008, Empire Magazine ranked it at number 369 on their 500 greatest movies of all time list. And Entertainment Weekly ranked the film number one on its list of the 50 best high school movies. In 2001, a parody film, yes, not another teen movie. Gleason reprised his role as assistant principal Vernon in a short scene that parodies The Breakfast Club. Mm. 
In 2012, Victorious aired their own version of the film titled The Breakfast Bunch. In 2018, the New Yorker published an article written by Ringwald in which she critiqued Hughes' films in the age of Me Too. Interesting. And of course, yes, the soundtrack, Don't You Forget About Me, the song that we can't play on here because of copyright. And someone the other day was telling me about that, oh, that damn copyright. And I said, you know... I respect it because you think of all the artists back then who didn't get their dues and were ripped off, especially black artists. And so when it comes to copyright, that there's a reason why I will not play songs on this podcast unless I've created them myself. So we have to get the band back together. What band? Well, I don't know. I don't have one. But the film clips are different in that aspect. It's just like a, if I were to read a book on here, and I've read books on here before, especially books by Lawrence Ferlinghetti. But when it comes to music, we can't play it. But I can add, I can add my own background music. So, But that's The Breakfast Club, directed by the late John Hughes. Like I said, let's hope they never remake it. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>